what is up, you guys? Will Vance here, managing editor at Magnetic Magazine and the host of this podcast, Magnetic Meaning, the show where we talk about words and music and the effects that each have on the people who work within the music industry. Thank you all so much for the kind words you all shown for the first two episodes of this podcast. I really appreciate all the love that you've shown and the patience that you've had with me as I figure this whole podcasting thing out. After all, this is my first podcast that I've had, and I really appreciate you coming along for this journey with me. And of course, I want to give a shout out to Point Blank Music School, who's kind enough to sponsor this episode. After all, they've been a part of the Magnetic family pretty much since day one, and seeing as they are the absolute best place to get official education in all things music industry, they're a natural and obvious fit to help get this podcast off the ground. So if you're looking for music production, audio engineering, DJing, music business, and more, go check this school out. They have a brand new campus in LA, along with a ton of classes that you can take online. So if you're looking to elevate your game in the music industry, check out Point Blank Music School. And finally, jumping into the show, this week's episode is a good one, because we have my friend and fellow wordsmith, Franz Hilberath, on the podcast. Franz has been a publicist in the music industry for years now, working behind the scenes to make sure the stories and messages of the biggest bass music acts in the game are heard by the masses. As a publicist in the music industry, Franz has the impossible job of distilling the essence of an artist down to their core ethos, and using that as a framework to shape that artist's entire career. So naturally, the word we're going to be talking about is story. I'm stoked to share this all with you because I think that we all get so caught up with the product that we're pushing, more often than not the music itself, that we forget how to communicate in ways humans relate to most through stories. In this episode, we talk about ways artists can find their story and make it unique, how to communicate a story effectively through your brand, how telling smaller stories in music is different than telling the big ones, and how, at the end of the day, every story isn't that much different from each other. So, without further ado, let's dive into stories with Franz Hilberath. All right, you guys, we are back with another episode of Magnetic Meanings Podcast, the podcast where we talk about words and music and the effects the both of the words have on each other. This week, we have Franz Hilbereth in the building. Franz is a PR guru specializing mostly in the bass music scene, working with some of the biggest acts in the industry, Zed's Dead included. And so we are very excited to talk about what he has to say. Hey, Franz, what word are you bringing to the table on this episode? Hey, Will. Thanks, and Magnetic Magazine. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor. It's my first podcast. Love this concept as I'm a wordsmith myself, and the word we chose today is story. Why did you pick that word out of all the billion myriad words in the English language? Well, if you have to file my job classification on LinkedIn, I put publicist, but I like to label myself a storyteller. I fell in love with music with my first subscription to Rolling Stone at the age of seven because I started reading about the stories of artists and connecting with them that way. And that's played as a precursor to, you know, how I've connected with the festival scene today and beginning to work with music is I love the stories that artists bring to the table, whether it's a story they're telling, you know, through art or about their life or however it is. I think, um, you know, when you're a good storyteller and, and nail the art of the story, um, that's when you have a chance to really connect with people and make a difference. Um, and so on that note, what makes a good story to you? Well, uh, you know, you're talking to English major here. Uh, well, you, you, you as well, brother. So it takes one to know one. <laughs> well, um, 
I went to Florida State and studied uh, English, uh, did literature and editing, writing and media, which is sort of lent towards my PR background. You know, I think one of the things most English majors uh, center on is Greek mythology and learning a lot of traditional storytelling and where it comes from. And one of my favorite stories is the 8th century Odyssey and the Iliad by Homer. Uh, it's one of like the basis of Western literature and storytelling and use of allegory. Um, in fact, our use of the word Odyssey in the U.S. and English language is uh, it comes from Odyssey and the fact that it's a transformative journey. And, and I think the use there is uh, typically applicable to family, you know, health and life and that sort of thing, because those are all things that connect with people. Um, so I've paired that understanding uh, with one of my favorite business help to guys, Donald Miller. He has a thing called My Story Brand and identifies like seven key things to storytelling that going back to Homer to today. And those seven parts are the character, the problem, the guide, the plan, the progress, the success and avoided failure. And then last is the character transformation. So you can play any successful uh, movie or novel off into these. And most of these things have these elements. So I actually work with artists using kind of this building block and in showing them you know, different stories they may connect with and help them understand your brand has a story. And that's why people are connecting with it. It behooves you as an artist to understand what that story is and keep everything that you do in brand part of the story so fans can have this perfect experience. So that's that was a long-winded way of saying I I appreciate good storytelling that follows the pillars of what storytelling is. Yeah. So, I mean, it was long-winded, but in a good way. So let's put it into action, right? As we were just chatting before this phone call, um, you know, you work with some of the biggest acts either, either coming up or actively the biggest acts right now. How would you take those seven principles uh, for an artist at the top of their game, like Zed's Dead? What would be their pillars and your plan of attack telling their story? Yeah. So, I mean, that's how uh, you put me on the spot as that's my biggest client, but you know, they have a story to play, whether it's their exact story, you know, coming from Toronto, the underground scene and helping push underground sounds, which 10 years ago was early dubstep, bro step, and that sort of thing. Today, they're still pushing the underground, but now it's the popular stories like a hundred drums and super ab immersive people with these diverse backgrounds that 10 years ago in the electronic scene never, you know, never were out a shot and weren't being talked about because it's a white male dominated industry, but now they're pushing it. So the story stayed the same. 10 years ago, Zed's dead story was they use these dudes that are interested in going to the club and hearing all these rave sounds and, and dubstep music and pushing that to the forefront with artists like Zed's dead. And now they're doing it today with other stories and using that same platform. So it stays in kind in brand no matter what. Um, so back studying English, I'm sure we read a lot of the same books and a lot of the stuff we had to do, read was either long stuff like Homer's Odyssey, but we also had to read a lot of short stories, right? Um, how does the telling of a story, think of like Zed Zed as like the big stories, right? As you just said, how's telling those kind of stories differ from telling the smaller stories, maybe the smaller acts that you tell, maybe the smaller releases that you're working. Um, how do you how do you translate, you know, big messages into smaller stories, smaller acts? Sure, I mean, every story belongs 
somewhere, you know, and, and as, as a specific audience for it. That's part of oration and, you know, understanding ethos, logos, and pathos is understanding your audience. So in Zed's Dead's career, their story is meant for Billboard and Forbes. They're creating community and therefore industry. So with these smaller acts, a lot of the time, uh, you know, I'm working with other writers and editors and introducing them. And I think Spotify dropped it the other day. There's 100,000 songs that come out on Spotify daily. How do you separate yourself? Is it content, which most managers and label people are trying to get people to push now? Like, great. But why is content connect with people? Because it's opening people up to the story of your life. Oh, this person does content with filmmaking. This person does content with shuffling. They're a shuffler. They probably like house music. They probably like techno. So I try to identify with smaller artists as what's the story at a base level that's connecting with people? You know, whether it's 100 Drums or it's Kiva or it's Merced, like the three I used previously, what's at the base connecting with them to start that conversation and then find out where that community might be bigger. But, you know, it's it's hard to have a, a Forbes conversation with a new artist and, and vice versa. Yeah, totally. And I, I would imagine that a lot of artists haven't really thought about their own story that goes into their brand, right? Uh, if they haven't been coached or if they haven't been kind of put on the spot to, to, to really weed out, not weed out, like, you know, pull out the stories behind their brand. So what are some of the, like the, the most initial questions when you sit down to chat with a smaller artist? What are the initial questions you ask them to help pry out a story or find an angle to their music that tells a story worth telling? Yeah, well, it's definitely takes some prying with a lot of cases. You got to understand from an artist's perspective uh, at modern day, like all they're being told is you need to do your reposts, you need to do your shares, you need to do your tagging, you need to do your hashtagging, you need to make your TikToks, you need to make your reels. So when I come in and say, hey, you need to understand the existential story of who your fan base is, they're like, whoa, this is a little weird. I'm like, yeah, but this is where you can really take the chance to understand what it is, why it is what you connect with people. You know, I think Kanye West, I guess he's a poor subject now, once called artists, their own businesses and corporations. So you kind of need to look at it like that. Any business or corporation as a product or service is meeting a need of the community, right? Whether, you know, whatever that may be. So the artists, you need to figure out what about you is meeting the need of the community, whether it's the community needs to be pushed forward, the community needs someone hit on this trend, community needs an empowering story. There's a lot of different things we could play with. You could waste your time by doing really, you know, not waste your time, but you could do really cool merch. You could do, you know, a hot TikTok trend. You could do a great Spotify playlist campaign. But if you understand the story and where your artist brand lives, you can be like, okay, cool. My audience does TikTok. Okay, my, my audience really is like Discord. My audience really likes wearing merch and repping themselves and feeling like an important and part of something. You can, you know, my whole thing is burn less calories with your brain and that helps people understand the branding easier. So make your friends burn less calories by understanding what they're actually into. And that's part of your story. That's an interesting point. And it, it's also, you know, you touched upon it a couple of minutes ago talking about just how much like, you know, how many songs are released to Spotify every day and how hard it is to kind of cut through uh, the noise. Right. And even if you can tell a good story, most of the time, as they said in English class, every story that, that, that needs telling has already been told. So you have to just find reways to tell those stories in unique ways. Right. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure the same can be with music. Right. Like music has always been used as a as a political tool to express a message there. Music has always been. Uh, a tool to connect communities together. Music has always been a tool for X, Y, and Z. What artists either you work on, work with or are in your orbit that are telling a familiar story in a awesome, unique way? 
that you maybe that you're that you're inspired by or something like that? Artists that I'm inspired by. Uh, well, you know, one artist I, whose I like, artists whose stories you're inspired by, I guess you could say. Well, one artist that I'm really inspired the story um, specifically is Super Av, which is a Deadbeats artist. He debuted. Uh, online as an anonymous artist over quarantine and has come out. He's open for Zed's Dead at Red Rocks. Um, he has 50,000 monthly listeners. He's gone on tour with Zed's Dead Immersive and Jansen. And on the face, it's a mass figure. He's making really cool bass music that has a hip hop player to it, which, you know, dating back to he who shall not be named, bass nectar and, and, you know, really starting a lot of those trends is mixing hip hop with bass music. Like, Laying a, you know, a hip hop vocal over bass music has been done, in, you know, a million times. What Super Ab's bringing to the table is he's an artist from the South. He's, he's African-American himself, uh, but he brings a genuine background from hip hop and in production. And he's someone trying to genuinely like mix the two and, and coming from a genuine background. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, biting culture and this sort of thing. And like, he's trying to be a voice on the streets here. Everything's kind of his moniker. So he's bringing these sounds and his opinions from the street to kind of like own that voice. And he's doing it through like super Ave, which is super Avenue. Like he's a hero from the street and it's got a whole comic book flair. And like, that's just unique. And a lot of people that like Super Ab don't even know that story. You know, it's like the ability to tell that story more and more, like that's all of a sudden where, hey, maybe complex is into this. Maybe it's not just like a blog level thing. Maybe like, you know, this is a hip hop and culture story. You can move it into those conversations. And then all of a sudden you're pulling in more audience because it, the story's genuine versus, you know, someone threw Waka Flocka over a con rank song, you know? Um <laughs> That kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. And like that actually is a pretty good segue uh, to the next question that I had for you. You know, a good story, um, especially from like a, you know, a, a media kind of perspective, it always has a good through line, right? So what, what are some tips? What are some advice that you have uh, to artists who are looking for a through line in their own brand? And right. When I say through line, I mean something that connects the visuals, connects the story, connects the music, connects the personality, right? How, how do you distill all that stuff down so that, that it can permeate through all the different avenues and all the different facets of a successful artist career? Well, like I said, if, if you start in the lab with a brand and come up with a story that's meaningful, that's how you find the through line. Because the through line should be what guides the brand. And I think, you, you know, as an English background, we like cutting the fat, you know, Chekhov's gun. If there's a you know, rifle on the wall, it better be used to shoot someone in the end of it type of thing. So the through line should be the inception. A, a good example would be like Mersive's Pretty Dark Loud. Mersive's music, Mersive comes from immersive, immersion, like the immersive moment in sound. So Pretty Dark Loud is the combination of pretty, melancholy, emotional music, dark, you know, grungy, high energy music to loud, the raucous party music. And the idea being all of these three elements together bring you into the present moment of sound, Be Here Now, which is a big theme on his first EP, Digital uh, Eden. So the through line, if you don't have one and you're an artist, like what's connecting with people truly? Is it just your, your first drop on your, you know, the first track you dropped? Like everyone really connects with that? That doesn't stand the test of time, especially in the industry. I work in electronic music. There's a new beat or drop every week. So what I challenge them to under, you know, understand is, do you want to, you know, do you just want to be a moment or do you want to create community, have a career and have something to stand on? So it should have this through line or a story at the core of it. Um, so people 
have something genuine to connect with. Yeah. And, but like all of this, all that you've been talking about, it sounds like it takes up a lot of like mental bandwidth. Even if you say like, you know, don't burn calories thinking about it, it's still, it, it, it takes a lot of intentionality to sit down and, and kind of come up with an angle for yourself or a story that kind of has legs to tell. Right. So, so, and that's all valuable time that artists could be spending in the studio. Right. So at what point in an artist's career, do you think that they should be shifting their focus into some of these, you know, where, where's the story of my career? Where's the story of my music? Yeah. Well, I mean, some benefit from having like a publicist or manager like myself, that's <laughs> going to help you with this story from the jump, right? Franz MP3 LLC does PR if you guys need any <laughs> services. But, you know, ideally, again, is, is you're right. There's creative burn for artists. I was just talking to this, like, you know, there are most cases working jobs and then trying to go make music. It again, you know, it speaks to what do you really care about here? Do you really believe in your music? You know, are you really excited about it? Think it's making a difference? If so, it merits, you know, taking the time to the to develop the thought behind, you know, what it is you're doing. Uh, you know, that's that's sort of my sentiment is, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on an exercise I could do with artists. That's kind of like the artist story brand is identify these five pillars on a basic level and you'll be that much further along. So it doesn't take that much effort. You know, we're not writing a whole novel here. You can write a short story and novel next to each other can be just as good storytelling if you know what like you're doing in another story. So. No one should know your story better than you if you're the artist. And if you can identify the basics of storytelling, then, you know, I think it's worth the time. And if you don't know how to do that, you have, you have to find someone to work with on that. You know, a lot of writers and stuff, uh, you know, as they're writing, they have a general idea of a story and they get going, but then the story takes them in a whole different direction. So when it comes to music and storytelling of a brand and stuff like that, how much, how much control do you think you have over your own story? And where do you think, are the biggest places where you kind of don't have that much control over the story, right? So this is, it's an actual excellent point. And it leads me to the storytelling thing again, is a big confusion and fallacy of this storytelling is the artist is the character. Artist is not the character in this story. The artist is the most important person for the transformation. He is the guide. The character who is introduced first is the fan base. So we can see the whole life cycle if we're looking at a context. That, so we see the fan base, we see the need, and you're the artist providing the need to this fan base, whether they need something more niche or more heavy or more dark or with more meaning. And then from there, you develop the plan and the progress. We're going to do visuals this way. We're going to do a song a month. We're going to do YouTube stuff mostly. We're going to have a really good live show. I'm going to be super personable. I'm not going to be personal. It's going to be a storytelling thing. And then the progress of doing all those things. And the transformation at the end of that is how do you change fan, the listener? Like, how do you make this scene better? So with an artist, you're always going to be telling your story. But your, your project is a business. It is a brand. So you need to identify the beginning to the end, and it may change somewhere in there. These are things, you know, they, they should have still the, the, the founding pillars so make up the cornerstone of what your brand's telling people. It's funny you talk talk about it in that fashion and like the artist versus the fan relationship. Most people don't know this about me, but I'm obsessed with like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And I run games for my friends all the time. Uh, and everyone always thinks that like, you know, the game master, the dungeon master of uh, in these kind of games is kind of like the star of the show, right? And all the players are kind of catering to them. But really it's kind of the opposite way around, right? Like the dungeon master, the game master, whatever, kind of creates this whole world and like all these different plot points and this cohesive story. But it's really up to the player to interact with them. And at the end of the day, they are the stars of the show. And 
the DM's main goal is to make the players look like badasses, right? And the way that you're describing it, it's almost like the, the, the artist or whatever is kind of that playing that same role, right? They're creating this world. They're creating this identity for the fans to interact with in their own way. And how the fans interact with them, it's kind of like the, the meeting of the Venn diagram is where the magic happens. Is that, is that a massive tangent or am I off? <laughs> or am I just thinking I about Dungeons and Dragons at a bad time? <laughs> you know, I, I usually use Lord of the Rings to explain the story brand. So I appreciate the, you know, medieval crossroads we're coming at with it. Um, but no, it's just like that is to be a compelling brand, product, business, service. You aren't the star. If it's all about you, people lose interest. It's we're the pe like you're the people. There's your problem, like in Lord of the Rings, it's Frodo. He has a problem of never getting to, um, you know, go out and experience the world and, and has these longing feelings. All of a sudden, the ring's thrust into his life. And who does he meet? Gandalf, who present literally the guide of the Fellowship of the Rings and presents, you know, introduces him to the Fellowship. And they come up with a plan. And like you said, the plan changed. What happens from a plan is the progress, is the things we start learning. And from the things we learn is the success which is he got to cross like you know mordor and, and avoided failures which is he didn't ever have to experience that fomo i'm sure i could put it in better tolkien words but i'm not going to butcher it and then the transformation at the end as he understood the journey sometimes expenses everything out of you and takes up your whole life but it's worth it for the greater good and through that whole cycle the, it wouldn't happen without gandalf and i need to understand artists you are gandalf like you were the guide <laughs> to your help fans. out understand yeah understand who your hobbits are uh, your fan base is and and understand what their issues and problems are and how you could be that guiding light that way your brand not only becomes interesting but imperative in their lives they're rocking your merch they're going to your shows and you're creating a super fan which is you know they're a super fan spending a thousand a year on you and so you you touched on a good point as well again but like with with stories like the value in reading a book like Lord of the Rings is that you can pass time and you can like, you know, really sink your teeth into this great story. It's a timeless epic, all that kind of stuff. Right. But the same sort of value is very it, it, the same sort of value of storytelling. There, the fans and listeners, especially nowadays, don't hold that same value in music, right? So you have to find other ways uh, to tell that same story. The last source of income or the last source of, you know, anything in music is the music itself, right? Is everything outside of that, which is, which is what's going to drive record sales, drive gig sales and stuff like that, right? Which is why on Magnetic, I put such an emphasis on finding ways to glean value from the artists that we feature on the website. Uh, so that, you know, people almost come across that value organically. And then once they're finding that value, then they read the article, they discover the story behind the artists, they read the article and stuff like that, right? But it's like the music itself rarely offers value to potential fans. It's the stories behind it. It's the the knowledge. It's the person behind the music itself. And so that's why I think storytelling, like kind of what you're talking about, is so important, especially in nowadays, right? When 100,000 songs and 100,000 reviews are being copy and pasted onto every media outlet online, it all comes into diving a little bit deeper, twisting that knife in a little bit more to find the good shit in there. Pardon the language. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. Um, so what's the most important lesson you've ever learned about telling a good story, be it an English class, be it uh, in the trenches of the music industry uh, or anything? 
the most important lesson of the story. Yeah, I think, again, I could give you a novel answer to that, but why not go with the short story version is a good story is the basis of communication. You know, dating back to handprints on walls, it served as a tool from human beings um, that says this is, you know, apart from animals is we're able to communicate with one another. So the ability to tell a story, you know, whether it's a story where you're sitting around a campfire, it's a fable or, you know, what your day was, you know, end of the day, that's your ability to communicate with one another. And, you know, a lot of disagreements and, you know, we have a lot of those today. Uh, you know, I think a disagreement in my, my definition of that is lack of communication. So if you know how to tell a story, you know how to communicate. And if you know how to communicate, you know how to make a difference in this world because you can connect with people. Where where can artists start practicing doing that? Because I mean, again, I, I know a lot of music producers. I have a lot of friends who are music producers. And a lot of them are just way too focused in Ableton, uh, way too focused in FL Studio, stuff like that, right? That they like, they pay no mind about it until it's till it's too late. Their their production skills w- far outpace their, uh, their narrative skills. Where can people start going to learn that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, my thing is, is read a book and reading, you know, whether it's reading Donald Millard's My Story Brand or Sid Hartha or Herman Essay's Sid Hartha, which are core, core literature in my world. Um, but like, honestly, reading more. I think most artists are way familiarized uh, today with the idea that they have to do more. You can't just make music. Some might be in a blessed position, but you can't just make music. So seek out tools. Seek out your local publicist named Franz, you know, if, <laughs> but if, you know, at a more basic level, yeah, just think about your brand objectively. What need are you fitting? And yeah, read a book more. I think, I think you can read a good book and understand a good story and then look at, does my brand connect to people and make sense? So here's, here's an idea that crossed my head where it's like, you know, Lord of the Rings, right? It's X amount of pages and it has a beginning and a middle and an end. But most artists, their aspirations aren't to have an end, right? They are always chasing the next big thing, which is rightfully so, right? That's, that's kind of the whole music industry. So how do you, how do you tell an active story that ideally doesn't have an end. I, you know, again, I think it's just uh, having a firm idea on what your brand is. And, and look, so, you know, I say this is like, I don't fully, you know, ever know my story brand. It evolves every day. It's more so a workshop that I use for myself and my clients to be like, hey, what's the story we're trying to tell? Like, what are we doing today? You know, and uh, like, what is it going to, you know, why are we doing this? And and what is it going to do for us long-term is, is have a firm handle on, you know, your messaging, your themes in your music, what, you know, your brand's communicating um, at a base level. And, you know, I think that's just a good start. And, you know, I, again, I think best practices are things that we, you know, you got to continuously fall upon is, is figuring out your story. So, you know, there, there's no unfallible solution to it. I think, you, you know, it's, actively seeking a story. And so do you think anything can be a story or or do you think most stuff should be left on the cutting room floor? I think there's great publicists and storytellers <laughs> who could, you know, it's, it goes like to the, you know, sell me a pen thing in uh, Wolf of Wall Street there. Like he could sell a pen there, but it's not a very, you know, is there a true need there or just work in that one scenario? I can make something sound hype in a subject of an email and a body of an email, but nothing can make a story. A real story is something that impacts community, impacts people. Um, and, you know, yeah, connects with people for that reason, because there's merit in it. There's something there. Uh, you can't make a story out of nothing. And if not, you know, maybe you need to re- it's kind of like if you don't have a need for your business, like you have a really cool service, but there's no true need, then what's the point? And, and my whole thing is, that, you know, our artists and music working in music is a privilege. 
Um, so, you know, your goal should be to creating a community and meeting that standard. Right on. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, yeah. Thank, thanks again, Franz, for coming on and kind of sharing some of your wisdom about how music and uh, storytelling and how artists can tell a story through their own music and the value of storytelling uh, overall and how it can impact uh, the music industry uh, and uh, your career as a music producer uh, and everything in between. Uh, we'll catch you on email and uh, everything else, man. But really appreciate your time. Thanks for thanks for chiming in from Florida. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you and Magnetic for everything you guys are doing for telling artists' stories. So thanks, thanks again, Brad. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us through the very end of the third episode of the Magnetic Meeting Podcast, where we dove deep into talking about stories with Franz Hilberath. I know that we covered a lot of ground in the last half hour or so, but the main takeaway I hope you get from this is just how powerful stories truly are in music. In fact, finding your unique story, your own narrative that you can add to the conversation really is the secret sauce, regardless of what avenue of music you're pursuing. Having a story that people can relate and attach to will be an effective growth strategy no matter what stage you're at in your career. And it's never too late to start thinking about your story and how your fans and future listeners will relate and interact with it. I'm off to write the show notes for this episode, in which I will unpack some of the topics Franz and I discussed in this episode a little bit deeper after I've had some time to think about all that we covered. So be sure to check out magneticmag.com for that. But before I head out, I wanted to give one final shout out to Point Blank Music School, who has been a big supporter of Magnetic Mag for many years now. If you're serious about making music a substantial part of your life and career, but feel like you're missing something that might take you to that next level, I promise you that Point Blank has got you covered. Whether it's in their brand new campus in LA or one of their many other campuses around the globe, or even in their top tier online workshops and courses, they will ensure your goals are hit on every level. We'll be back in a couple of weeks from now with an instructor from Point Blank, who is also an accomplished producer in his own right, where we will be talking about the word timelessness and how it can affect your sound, workflow, and career overall. But until then, it's Will Vance signing off.